is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, happy almost 4th of July. Woo! It's Allie with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo, And welcome to your weekend. It's the Mulberry Lane Show. Right, yeah. <laughs> We're bringing the red, white, and country blues to you today. That's right, Allie. Going to put some fireworks in your weekend. Join us for the next hour. We're so happy you've decided to spend a little bit of your time right here with us. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to those guest sisters. Woo! Mulberry Lane shows on Celebrity story songs You're gonna have it going on When we tell you who's stopping by now Up first, Lee Greenwood And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free this song is the backdrop to so many fireworks shows. Yes, and today Lee Greenwood is going to give you the backstory on how he wrote the song in the back of his bus. Incredible that the seed of a song would grow into the iconic anthem that it is today. It's been voted the most patriotic song in America. Lee Greenwood, definitely a patriot for you. Okay, Rachel, who's next? We're going to meet former Gloriana frontwoman Rachel Reinert. Now, Gloriana was together for eight years. They released three studio albums and hit number two on the country chart with Kissed You Goodnight. You should kiss me. You should push me up against the wall. You should kiss me. I was right on the edge and ready to fall. And they won CMT's Breakthrough Artist of the Year in 2009 and ACM's top new vocal group in 2010. Now Rachel is embarking on a solo journey and you're going to be one of the first to hear all about it. Super stoked to have you along for that. That's right. Okay sisters, who's next? Well, as you guys know, the message of our show is all about staying in touch with your creative side. And that pottery place on 78th and Dodge in Omaha helps you do just that. Now, today you're going to meet owner of that pottery place, Nancy King, and she's going to give you the scoop on how you can stop in and create something special. It's always a good time at that pottery place, and you guys are going to meet Nancy today. You're going to love her. Well, another College World Series in the books, and Allie and I got to a game with some of our kids. Yes, Rachel, complete with cotton candy, frozen lemonades, nachos, ices, Chicago dogs. We really lived it up there. Yes, we did. Dad taught us how to do that. And we're passing it on to the kids. And the night we were there, the weather was perfect. It wasn't too hot. It didn't rain. The kids got along. There was no fighting, yep. believe it or not. Nobody spilled anything. Nobody threw up with all the snacks we ate. Nobody got hit by a ball. That's right. And no one got lost in the crowd and at the end of the night we had to laugh because we said it wasn't bad for sisters who are usually more pitch perfect than fever pitch (laughs) well said (laughs) yes these music girls had a blast at the baseball game and throwing out the first pitch today will be lee greenwood up next you're gonna hear the really cool story right before the fourth of july of how lee greenwood wrote the iconic hits and when you probably will be hearing a lot for the next few days yes God bless the USA. You're going to hear how he wrote this in the back of his bus. That chat with Lee Greenwood is coming up next. Stay right here with your radio sisters for some musical fireworks. Boom. So keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. We are family. 
stories behind the songs. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, you're here with the singer-songwriter who wrote the most recognizable patriotic song in America. Mm-hmm. Now, God Bless the USA was written by country star Lee Greenwood in the back of a bus. Now, throughout his musical career, Lee has earned multiple CMA and ACM awards, a Grammy, and a CMA Song of the Year for God Bless the USA. But he's here today to share his career, what inspired that iconic song, and to infuse your weekend with musical patriotism. Lee Greenwood's on our show, Independence Day, telling you about God Bless the USA. Wow, what an introduction. (laughs) Well, we're happy to have you here with us today. Thank you. Now, 30 years ago, you wrote that iconic song. So could you share with us what inspired it? Set the scene. It's an interesting uh, walk for me. As I move way back into my life, I was raised in Sacramento on a farm by my grandparents. My very first band uh, had a bass player who was with the National Guard, the Air National Guard in California. Mm -hmm. And we worked at some of the local air bases. So I went out and made a little extra money on the weekends. But then I realized that my bass player had to give up a week a month for training. Okay. So I said, that's a heck of a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got to kind of, you know, looking into it a little bit more. And of course, as I moved to Nevada right out of high school, I spent almost 20 years there and learning what I needed to learn about entertainment, worked with all of the Rat Pack and the, the major stars of okay. the era. And when I finally got my country music career, and that, that was an easy walk just to go to Nashville. When people were going west, you know, I was going east. Okay. And, and I ended up, you know, in the, the heart of country music in Nashville. And my career took off at MCA, as you girls were on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there with Reba McIntyre, George Strait, the Oak Ridge Boys, and Barbara Mandrell, and okay. we all had similar careers, just kind of different, you know, every one of them. And after I've been touring about two and a half, three years, I never lost the inspiration to write a song about America that would unite the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, that seems like a very magnanimous thought, but it was just something a naive thought I had as a kid. I, mm-hmm. I had never traveled much from California till I got to Tennessee. And then, of course, I started traveling like a crazy man. You yeah, know, we, you've been all over the country, so you oh really my gosh. have. We did 300 days a year for the first three years. Uh-huh. I worked 30 days alone in Texas. And oh. I was like, every doghouse, outhouse, and roundhouse. And I'm like, <laughs> gosh, dang it. You know? And mm-hmm. so I got the feeling of the culture of America. Okay. And just one night, you know, mm-hmm. in the back of my bus, so I rode it one day between, I think, Arkansas and Texas. And it took about a month or so to get it to tape. Okay. And in those days, it was tape. Uh-huh. And, and then live with it a little bit and then uh, take it to the record company through my producer, Jerry Crutchfield, who was a wonderful artist with me, and then bring it to record. And so it's pretty cool. The walk that we've had and the time that I've lived with it, my USO tour is 30 of those so far. Wow. And the times, you know, that have been crisis, the times of tragedy, and the times of happiness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, had you written other patriotic songs before this one came along? There was a forerunner when I was in Nevada, and I ended up a show one night with it um, okay. when I was working the Flamingo. And it was interesting that it was very negative. It was very anti-government because it was through the Vietnam era. Okay. And there was a lot of people speaking out against the government, and it was just my way of of expressing my thoughts. Or venting. Yeah, and I think it was a good thing that I probably didn't have a format. 
I mean, I didn't have a release, a record company. At that so time. So that song kind of got buried. It was called America. Okay. And it uh, was never released nor put on digital, so you won't find it. But, <laughs> uh, but I have it buried in my archive somewhere, and I listen to it once uh, in a while just to kind of remember where my head was at during those years. Uh-huh. But fortunately, when I got to Nashville, things were so positive, uh-huh. and I turned very positive about the country. It was a time of peace uh-huh. that when I wrote God Bless the USA, it was just really accepted well by the public. Uh-huh. Yes. So how long did it take you to write it? Oh, half an hour. Okay. So would you say, in a way, it poured out of you? Well, you know, I had a piano in the back of my bus, and after every show, if you've got 10,000, 15,000 people, it takes a little bit to come down. Uh-huh. So I would put the piano up on my lap. I sat on my bed and was hinged to the wall. It was my own design, so I could have something to listen to. And I put my headphones on so I wouldn't disturb the crew uh-huh. uh, while I was playing, because I traveled with my four-man crew. And it didn't really pour out of me, but it was the idea that I had you know, to just write about cities because I was doing so much traveling. And I remember the days of the American Bandstand and Dick Clark out of Philadelphia. And every time a song came out of that city that was popular, it always mentioned lots of cities. Okay. So I'd kind of look at the compass in my head. Uh And I said, well, I mean, I could have said Seattle and Miami, you know, Virginia and Frisco. But it just, guys, okay, Motown's important because that's Detroit. That's the car industry at the time was extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. The oil industry in Houston, I mentioned that twice because Texas was twice as big as any other state. Okay. And then L.A., my home, and New York, the population centers. And that kind of like got, you know, the idea in my head of where we were going with it. Gotcha. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, right now you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, and we're interviewing country artist Lee Greenwood about his iconic song, God Bless the USA, on this weekend. Now, do you have a particular story, and I'm sure there are so many, of someone who was very much affected by the song? I think we have to waive performance at the White House, performances maybe with the military, because those are always, uh, with so many USO tours, they're really important to me. Right. I I just have to tell you about this one thing that'll seem insignificant at the time, Mm -hmm. but I look back on it because it had such impact. I had a show up in New York, and somebody asked me to go to the old soldiers and sailors home, which was about... 10 miles from me, and make an appearance there just to honor these old soldiers. And so I said, sure. So I went over there, and they had this little stage set out in the park, you know, maybe 60, 80 guys. Some had their wives and families around them, and they were kind of just sitting on easy chairs, most with canes, older folks. Mm -hmm. And I stepped on this wooden stage, and they had a little PA system. And and so I sang God Bless USA for them, and and they were, you know, they're almost too old to applaud, most of them. But (laughs) as I left, this old man walked up to me, obviously a proud American veteran, and he took off his purple heart and pinned it on me. Wow. So I'll never forget that. And the moment that meant so much to him that I should have what he was given in honor yes. for what I made him feel. Wow. That's amazing. And even the fact that it was in such a humble setting that that happened. Yeah, it wasn't something, you know, that, that the press would have picked up right. on and, and blown up. It, it, mm-hmm. This was just between me and him. And it was just really, really moving. What a moment. Very touching. Well, more moments with Lee Greenwood when we come back here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Meet us right back here where Lee is going to talk more about his iconic hit, God Bless the USA, and the stories that have gone with it. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be 
Grammy-nominated country music icon Lee Greenwood. Now, Lee's had seven number one hits and 25 charted singles in his career. And the song that he wrote, In the Back of His Bus, God Bless the USA, has been voted the most recognized patriotic song in America. Now, right now, we're talking with Lee about this mega hit. Now, that song hit number one in the pop charts after 9-11. So as the songwriter, how did that affect you when in a time of crisis, your words and music was something that all of America turned to? Well, I'd already lived with quite a few years. Beans, I wrote it in 83. We're uh-huh. talking 2001. Mm-hmm. So there have been a roller coaster of things that have happened. And 92 was a really great year where I released the American Patriot CD at Capitol, mm-hmm. Liberty Capital. And Garth Brooks had taken over the label over there, and I'd moved over to Capital Liberty from MCA. Okay. And my producer and I were still together, and we just said, look, I think it's time maybe we put God Bless the USA up in an album with all the rest of the other songs you admire. So we did America the Beautiful, God Bless America, all of the, I could think of, there were American songs that really were cool. And the second thing I did in 92 was really important. I married my wife, Kim. Mm-hmm. She was a Miss Tennessee at the time. So okay. we got like kind of an all-American family. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I move forward in my career, and we see the tragedy that had come to America, and, and, and there were several things. It was, of course, the bombing of the USS Cole, uh, Katrina, then the Trade Towers, and the attack on America. How it turned around from my very first thoughts about honoring the military with God Bless the USA, and I won't forget about the men who died, and that was the line that a lot of kids asked me about. Mm-hmm. And then moving forward to this time when all America was in jeopardy for just a few hours or a few days or a few months, and then we got back to life and the freedom that we enjoy, and that's why soldiers died for it, mm-hmm. was because we should have this way of life and not be embarrassed about it or regretful that we have it. And then it, it just sort of made me feel like I've done something really cool and really proud uh, that I could give honor to the soldiers and at the same time reflect about how we are and who we are as Americans. Yes, so the song, in a way, took on different meanings as different events happened. Seems like it does every couple years. Mm-hmm. And it's been used in political campaigns, of course, attack on the Second Amendment about gun rights and then immigration. And, right. and the Homeland Security now uses God Bless USA as the only other song other than the national anthem when you have an immigrant who's sworn in as a citizen. Yeah. Take the same oath as a military person does and that I took when I joined the National Endowment of the Arts Council. Mm-hmm. It just has a life all of its own. Yes, and speaks to the power of music. Music represents our culture, just like sculpture and art. I said, but everybody lives through the music that we create. Mm, very true. Have you ever gotten choked up singing the song? Oh, absolutely. And how do you get yourself out of that? It happened more the first six months that I put it on stage. Okay. And, and it wouldn't have been just because I was singing a song about America, but because I wrote it. Uh-huh. I mean, it, that connection. it meant more to me because... I had done something good. I was so proud. And when the audience cheered, it wasn't like every other hit we'd had. I mean, right. you know, this is another hit from the artist we love. But this was different. 
USA was accepted a little bit differently than any other song I put on stage, and it just broke me up. And I couldn't finish it. And I got angry after I left stage, and I just said, it is my responsibility yes. to sing this all the way through and don't lose it. Yes, I can understand that. Well, in ensuing performances for the next four or five months, it would come again like in a wave occasionally, and then I'd fight it back and fight the tears back and finish it. And I think it wasn't until I sang really big audiences like maybe at Neyland Stadium for the volunteers, and they have 106,000 people, uh-huh. you know, who all stand up at the intro, uh, that it gets you again. Yes. And every once in a while, it'll do that. It'll and, grab you. And if I sing it, say, a wounded soldier's welcome home, you know, or when they bring him into Fort Campbell, and there's a welcome home, and you see the little child run out and grab her father, oh. you know, who's in uniform, uh, it, it, it'll get you. Yes. How can it not? Yes. <laughs> well, right now on the Mulberry Lane Show, we're talking with country music icon, singer-songwriter Lee Greenwood. So what would you say patriotism means to you personally? Well, patriotism may mean different things to different people. And as you pose the question to me, I will say that patriotism means that you love your home. Very simply, whatever your home is, whether it's your country, your city, maybe just your house. A lot of people who live in countries where they are patriotic about their city or their village or their small little family that gathers in maybe 10 people living in a two-room building. Mm -hmm. So to be a patriot in a larger sense here Mm -hmm. in America, the early patriots, many of them were not military. There are people who did not serve in uniform. So I'm kind of the perfect guy to be a patriot because I did not serve in the military. I did not lose a father nor a son. And I express my desire to love America and all its stands for through the Declaration of Independence and our Constitution because I am a patriot. And so I guess that's what patriotism is to me, is the love of country and the freedom that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the love of home. Yes, the love of our home. Mm-hmm. And you were able to express that so beautifully in song. Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, Lee, we want to thank you so much for joining our show. You honor veterans every time you perform and sing that beautiful song. So we appreciate what you have done for the veterans as well. Well, thank you. And I want to say happy 4th of July to all of those who have served the military and all those who are patriots in America. And most of all, to our warriors who come home, we just want to say welcome home. Beautifully put. Thank you so much, Lee. Okay, guys. Wrapping up our interview with Lee Greenwood here on the Mulberry Lane Show. And when we come back, you're going to meet Rachel Reiner, formerly of the country supergroup Gloriana. She's now on a solo journey. Keep hanging out here with your radio sisters. Here's more of Lee Greenwood. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea. From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Well, there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say That I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Meet the celebrities on your radio station Back to the Mulberry Lane Show 
Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, you guys know Rachel Reinhardt is the front woman of country band Gloriana, who won CMT's Breakthrough Artist of the Year in 2009 and ACM's Top New Vocal Group in 2010. Now, Rachel is embarking on a solo journey. So you're going to get up close and personal with Rachel Reinhardt right now and hear all about it. Welcome, welcome to the show, Rachel Reinert. Thank you. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Yeah. You have to lead us through the journey that left you to leave Gloriana and start this solo journey. So how did that all play out? I loved being in Gloriana, and it took over almost a decade of my life. I had joined when I was 18 years old. Okay. I think for me, being in a band, it's kind of difficult for, I think, people to get a true sense of each individual personality. You have a group identity. Exactly. And I think for me, you know, I just felt like everything had run its course by the time that I was leaning towards leaving. And I don't know if people know this, but I had originally come to Nashville when I was 16 years old with a publishing deal, and I had the intention of being a solo artist. So when the opportunity came along to be in the band, I was very excited about it, and I really enjoyed my time. But I knew that there was going to be a day that would come where I would feel like, okay, I need to take a risk. I need Mm -hmm. to take the next jump into a new chapter. And I think it was just this need to really show people who I am and to really just branch out and challenge myself because, you know, it had sort of become a little bit of a same old, same old situation. I just wasn't loving it anymore. And and I just needed something new. I needed a change. And you followed your heart. And I followed my heart. Yes. Yes. You know, after you've been a part of a group for a long time, sometimes finding your way as a solo artist can be a challenge or even knowing what you want to say or what you want to sound like. Was that a difficult process for you or was it pretty smooth had you been kind of formulating it in your head all along well I initially didn't know exactly what I was going to do and I I think sometimes the knee-jerk reaction after leaving a band like that that's had you know some successes the feeling that you have is to just immediately put stuff out there and the need to prove that you're still relevant and you're still out there and you're Uh still doing something. Uh I actually kind of had to take a step back from that and go, no, I don't want to rush through anything and I need to do this right. And I also needed to find myself as a person and as an artist. So that identity as a solo person. Yeah, correct. Yeah, my sound and that whole process has taken me every bit of the last well over two years. Okay. So I'm finally just now starting to get ready to put some things out and show people what I've been working on over the last two years. And the craziest part about all of it, too, is that it's been such a spiritual, emotional journey for me. Okay. I think it was just this reawakening that I didn't even know I needed until I had left, you know, and, you and almost on I autopilot a little bit, do you think? Yeah. And I, I walked away from everything. I mean, I walked away from my whole world that was Gloriana. So okay. between the team, the label and management and just everything, because I knew that this needed to be a completely different situation for me. That feeling of really making yourself vulnerable again. Did that stir in you some new emotions and creativity that kind of lent itself to the current project? Oh, yeah. It was something that I needed to tap into, and it completely influenced my songwriting. Meeting the right people and finding my other co-writers, and it was just really opening up to them about 
you know, what was going on in my head and in my life. And I do feel lucky as a songwriter because, you know, you get to share those experiences through song, you know. And and nowadays you have so many things where people kind of watch you through the lens of social media. And there's only Mm -hmm. so much that you can or want to portray with Uh that. So I'm excited that all the music I've been working on really reflects the last two years, three years or so of my life. Really a growing time. 100%. If you just joined us, you're listening to Rachel Reinert of hit country group Gloriana. She's now on a solo journey, telling you all about it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. And how would you describe Rachel Reinert music? So I actually, if I've lived in Nashville longer than I've lived anywhere else, but before that, I spent my formative years in Southern California. And nobody in my family is musical, but they loved to listen to music. So I grew up with a lot of music in my life and around the house. Okay. They loved everything. Yeah, and they loved everything that was very Laurel Canyon 70s. So Fleetwood Mac, Eagles, Uh Neil Young. Um, I'm a huge fan of Stevie Nicks and um, that whole kind of realm, right? Uh So. The way I describe the sound that I'm doing now is California country. So if you sort of paint it with that 70s California Laurel Canyon vibe, but it's still contemporary. It's still country music today, sort of a a mixture of the two. So it's just weaving those influences in and out. But every song is very personal to me. I just wanted to make sure that every single word that was coming out of my mouth was authentic to me. Uh-huh. Rachel Reiner of Country Group, Gloriana, sharing with you her personal musical journey. She's now left the group and is on a solo journey, and you're going to hear some stories about that transition when we come back. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Taking you to break with the song, Kiss You Goodnight, a hit for Gloriana. You couldn't see me Watching through In the middle of a chat with former front woman of the country band Gloriana, Rachel Reinert is here talking all about her brand new solo journey. Let's get back with Rachel. So Rachel, have you recorded any of the new music? I have. I recorded three songs at the end of last year. I have an album basically written. Okay. So the next steps would obviously be finishing up recording and, and all that good stuff. Okay. Working in the studio, working on this, did things come together pretty smoothly or did you kind of have to search and find the Rachel Reiner sound? So I, I was very lucky in that I found my producer pretty early on. And we actually didn't even know that he was going to end up producing everything for me until about halfway through last year. And we started writing together early on through this whole process of me being a solo artist. And his name is Davis Nash, and he is my age. He's 29. 
is incredible. He's just not some guy who's, you know, all computer. Like, he knows everything that he's playing, and he's totally understood exactly what it was that I was trying to do sound-wise from day one. So he would put together these amazing demos with me, and it just sort of hit us both all at once, and we were like, you should be producing this. Uh You both knew it. Yeah, Yeah. we both knew it, and we both wrote the vast majority of the songs together for my album. Um, Him and along with another woman, um, her name is Melissa Fuller. And the amazing part about all of this, too, is that, you know, prior to, you know, me leaving the band, I never really spent a lot of time being in Nashville and being immersed in these writers and these people. And now we all just have, like, these true friendships and these real connections. And I think that's what also makes the music that much better because... It we comes all alive because of that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he just nailed exactly what it was that I was going for from oh, day one. That's awesome so, when that happens, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it just came together so seamlessly. It's just effortless. And I think that's when you know something is right, is when it just feels effortless. That is so true. Now I want to ask you, Cheyenne Kimball, who was part of Gloriana <laughs> in the beginning, left yes. the group several years before you did, and you guys found out via Twitter. So what was that time like for you? That had to be very difficult. It was pretty crazy. But, you know, I think I look back on it now and I just go, you know, she must have been going through a lot to have felt the need to leave that way. And I Uh think if anything, it made me realize when I was making the decision to leave how not to do it, (laughs) you know. And so I tried my best to go the complete opposite route you know just letting everybody know what I was feeling and hey this is what I'm thinking about doing and I just felt like we left everything on a high note Uh Um, and Uh you know I haven't spoken to her since she left Uh but I don't wish her any ill will and I mean that was probably that was what like seven years ago I think yeah you know so yeah that was sort of a difficult situation but I think ultimately all it did was it brought me and Tom and Mike all closer together in the long run. Uh-huh, you sure. know, so uh-huh. it, it wasn't the worst thing. I can't look back on anything in my life and go like, oh, wow, I wish that that didn't that happen. Right. You know, it all, it, everything happens for a reason. I really do believe that. Uh-huh. Rachel Reiner, former lead singer of the country band Gloriana, here on the Mulberry Lane Show, telling you all about her solo journey. Now, the music business is filled with ups and downs, heartaches, disappointments, but, you know, some phenomenal successes, too. So how do you process all of that? How do you stay grounded? I think surrounding myself with especially the people who have stood by my side throughout this process. Okay. You know, seeing a lot of people just sort of walk away or stop answering the emails or the phone calls, you know, people people who I thought never would do that. I mean, it's, uh-huh. it's pretty unbelievable. Um, you know, when you when you go from seemingly having everything to all of a sudden having nothing, uh-huh. um, you know, so I think it's this has been a very eye opening process for me. And I think it's just holding on to those people who've been there for me no matter what through any phase in life. And uh-huh. it, it's just remembering that, you know, uh-huh. yeah, I, I think it all boils down to who who you surround yourself with. And I'm very lucky that I have an amazing group of friends of a wonderful family that I go and visit very often and I think it's just maintaining that normalcy and I also just knowing that I have been through all of this you know with Gloriana 
I think I look at all of it from a different perspective, and I know that I will never, ever, ever take anything for granted ever again. Any little success, you know, right. even just the first steps of everything and, and just being excited about that all over again, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and it's, it's I bet to that. I bet you feel like this time around you are so much more prepared for anything yes. that will come your way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just realizing and knowing that this business is not easy and things come and go like that, you know, and it's, that's why you have to cherish every little success along the way. Yeah. Great advice for any point in life or any business that you might be in, too. Absolutely. And Rachel, we want to thank you so much for joining the show, hearing about your journey, and we wish you the best of luck. It sounds like you are prepared for great things, and you've got to promise us that when you have some music out, you'll come back and visit. Absolutely, I will. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thanks, Rachel. Appreciate it. Thanks. That's Rachel Reinert here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Good luck to Rachel on her solo journey. We know her star will shine bright. And here's one of her hits with the country supergroup, Gloriana. Your black leather jacket's still hanging in the closet. I wish that I could give it away. Oh, even though you're gone, somehow you stay. Before we let you go, your radio sisters have a special message to help you boost your creativity. Mm-hmm. One of our wishes for you as a listener of the Mulberry Lane Show is to stay in touch with your own creativity. And here to help you do just that is Nancy King from That Pottery Place. Now, Nancy is here right now. And Nancy, now talk a little bit about what people can expect when they walk into That Pottery Place. Well, basically, we're a retail operation. Let you choose your pottery. And once you've chosen what you'd like to paint... We will show you the glaze selections. We have lots of tools, stamps, and stencils to help you. So someone who is not creative or they consider themselves not creative or have never painted before, this is a real simple process. Okay, now you can also bring your kids in, you know, to do personalized gifts for, you know, mom or dad or grandma or grandpa's birthdays and things like that, too. So they make some really unique handmade gifts. Absolutely. The reason that we are attracted to this business is because it's really for all ages. Anywhere from a little baby that can sponge on the tile that they can use for a trivet, and then we can do a handprint all the way up to grandmas bringing their kids in or having their friends in for, you know, uh, afternoon out. It's really an all-age type activity. Uh-huh. And you are welcome to bring in beverages and snacks. So if you want to make it a small event, you're welcome to do that also. That's so fun. Yeah, and then you also have some summer camps for kids. We do. We have summer camps, and what we do at our summer camps is we offer not only pottery painting, but mosaics and glass fusion. They get to work with clay, so they get to actually create something on their own with wet clay. So So we offer a more variety of projects. For that rainy day in the middle of summer when you're with your kids, you can just drop in with them at any time. You can drop in. We do also take reservations. So if you're bringing a group in and want to make sure there's a free table and there's not something going on, we do recommend calling first. Okay. But other than that, you're also welcome to walk in. Okay. Uh, the only day we're closed is Monday. Okay. But if it gets really hot out or if it's rainy, this is a perfect place to take your kids yeah. and even start making some Christmas projects. I know it sounds early this summer to do that, but, you know, you can always start with your ornaments and things. Right, uh, at this time. So now people also use this for bridal parties. 
Yes. This is for any events. We have office events, team building events, uh, bridal showers, baby showers. We have had family reunions here, uh, ladies' night out, church, crafts, club groups, team building. So anything you can think of, this is a place you can go to do that. Sometimes we'll bring in and we'll set up a table so they can bring in snacks and such and beverages and then just paint. And then do you see people's mood lifting from the time they walk in the door to the time when they leave? Absolutely, because, you know, you're just there to kind of get away from everything, so you take your mind off your daily woes and Uh (laughs) kind of relax. I think anytime you indulge your creativity and get in touch with that side of you, it is mood lifting, and it is like a mini vacation, really. Well, it is. We've had a lot of single parents that bring their children in when they have their special day with them, and they'll sit there and do something. And then it's a block of time where you can sit and visit and just take those moments, because now, especially with social media and and cell phones, it's hard to just get that one-on-one time. So we see a lot of that. And the best time is when you come to pick up your piece, because when you see it glazed and fired, these are food safe, they're washable. And all the colors are bright, and all of a sudden they're like, "I created that, it I made that." Life. Yeah, exactly. It's so exciting to see that. We love it. Great moment. Mm-hmm. Well, Nancy, mm-hmm. we want to thank you for visiting with us about that pottery place. Make sure you check them out at 78th and Dodge for a chance to indulge your creativity and get those rare quality moments with your friends and family. Just do it. Thanks, Nancy, for hanging out with us today. Visit thatpotteryplaceomaha.com. Sisters, who else do we need to thank? Well, strugglers and spinners to Lee Greenwood. <laughs> Lee, thanks for telling the story of the writing of God Bless the USA, that iconic song written in the back of your bus. We loved hearing about your musical journey, and thanks for sharing about some of the touching moments in your life that has happened because of that song. Rachel. Well, from one Rachel to another, thanks Rachel Reinhardt for joining the show today. Now, Rachel's formerly of Gloriana, now on a solo journey. Rachel, thanks for pulling back the curtain, sharing the highs and lows of the music business with us today. We appreciate your honesty sharing all about your crazy musical ride. Okay, well, that wraps up another week. You guys got to promise us you're going to meet us back here same time, same place next weekend. That's right. Have a safe and celebratory 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And as it gets closer to the holiday, make sure you go over to our Facebook page at Mulberry Lane and check out one of our new songs we're going to be posting in the spirit of the 4th of July. We wrote another one for you guys. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Woo!